I'm Chuck. And I'm Buck. And this is the Buck and Chuck Gaming Connection. And today we're going to take a look at some of ga- some of the games that we think are, you know, overrated, but mostly games that we just have a hard time getting into. It doesn't matter how much, like, the publications or other, you know, our friends talk about these games. They seem to, you know, they seem to have really struck a chord with them. And for whatever reason, we have a really hard time getting into them. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be, for the most part, games that, like Chuck said, are going to be highly rated, and we just can't, um, for one reason or another, just, it just doesn't click with us. And there's going to be some of these games you guys listening are going to be like, how can you not like that game? And we're going to let you know. Yeah, if that doesn't happen, there's either something wrong with you or something wrong with us, and I don't know which. <laughs> and and just to and just to clarify a little bit, I know a lot of times I'll I'll read a magazine and they'll have a high score on a game and they'll be like, You gotta you gotta get this game and a lot of times that'll you know give me too much of an expectation when I go in, uh, and that can be frustrating. I like to kind of be surprised, but when I go in knowing a game's a nine or a ten out of ten you know, it's it's tough not to go in with high expectations. But then there's yeah, also other sure. factors. Like, I know I've had issues getting into some games where I'm just not in the mood for that type of game, and it can take me, you know, a few months or even, like, years later that I, I pick it up again, and I, I finally am like, oh, I get it now. I'm in the right mindset. I mean, it could even be, like, a, a place in life if you're working a certain job or something. Like, I've had a, a job in the past before where I would just – come home and I wouldn't want to put any time into a game that made me think like I love RPGs at their core and in my heart I always love RPGs especially JRPGs but sometimes I just want to not think and just throw something on where I can you know throw on Street Fighter or something or I just don't have to think about it and can play it for a few minutes it's just instead of like say a Fire Emblem or something where I have to think about every move and make sure my people don't die so true. Even just like time commitment, like you just want to play it for 15, 20 minutes as opposed to an hour or so like you have to do with some RPGs. It can get frustrating. For example, uh, quite recently, I found that one of the most highly rated games of this year I've been having a heck of a time getting into. And it's really surprising to me as a huge uh, fan of Metroidvania games. I, for whatever reason, cannot get into Hollow Knight. I'm sure the internet is going to attack me, much like they're going to attack us for the rest of these, because I know that it's such a, a darling of you know the indie scene. I've tried to play it two or three times now, and I'll get an hour or two in, and I'm just like, oh, I'm so bored. Well, I'm go one step further, just uh, not to cut you off there, but you're also a huge fan of the Soulsborne series, too. So the two things it's based on, you're huge fans of both those series. That's so fair. It really doesn't make sense. Yeah, and I was so looking forward to it. I love the art style. I love the music, the atmosphere. It, it, it's all very much there, you know, for me to take in and enjoy. But for whatever reason, mentally, be it I have too many other games I'm playing, and I feel like I can't concentrate on it or something. Uh, but that's one game that I'm going to continually try to get into. Um, as best I can, because I think there will be a certain time where I'll I'll probably end up falling in love with it. But that's one game that I've definitely had a hard time with. Yeah, I actually haven't played it yet, and I'm thinking about picking it up here fairly soon, but there's just so much other stuff coming out lately that the rest of this year is just packed with all kinds of games I want to play. But, yeah, I remember I texted you a few months ago, and, like, 
thinking about getting Hollow Knight, what do you think? You're like, I can't get into it. And I was shocked. Well, yeah, well, if anybody knows me, that Metroidvanias are probably my favorite genre. Uh, pretty much any Castlevania game or, I mean, the indie scene has been, has been wonderful to me recently. And, uh, I mean, the gameplay seems on, you know, top of its game, seems fun, but uh, I don't know. I'll come around to it eventually, I think. But, I mean, that also happened to me. I I think it came out this year. I'm pretty sure. Uh, did Monster Hunter World come out this year? Yeah, it came out in January. It was the same day uh, as Dragon Ball Fighters. Well, you know, January is a different year. Oh, yeah. Let's go back <laughs> to the last podcast. That's right. That's right. It's coming out in January and next year. Yeah, they don't, they don't count. Those are unique butterflies. <laughs> but Monster Hunter World was unique, and I think it was probably unique for a lot of people, but I just really couldn't get into the Monster Hunter series. Um, I, I played it back on the PS2, PSP, pretty much most iterations I attempted to play, and for whatever put reason... some hours into the DS one, though. One of them on the DS. Me and you put some... I put a lot more time in than you did, but you put a little bit of time in with me. I did. I think we probably played it for... Probably at least 30 hours, I'd say. At least I did. I played it for, I'd say, more than that, because I actually got more into that one than I did World, ironically. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say that's strange, because I feel like a lot of people... uh, I really don't know what I want to say about that, because I couldn't get into it uh, until World. But a lot of people, when they get into it, they get into it. Playing a Monster Hunter game for 30 hours is not getting into it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Because I played Monster Hunter World for like 300 hours, at least. Yeah. That's crazy. I think the biggest part of it to me was I got so um, dove so deep into Dragon Ball Fighters when it came out, and they came out on the same day. Yeah, and I, I made the mistake, because I'd played the beta, I actually, or the beta for Dragon Ball Fighters, I actually played Monster Hunter first, and for whatever reason, unlike the other ones, it hooked me right away, and I think a big part of it is just... The, the graphical fidelity, you know, just kind of, just a, I don't know what you want to consider, kind of like action movie uh, vibe I get off of, you know, my big screen TV. Uh, I got the dinosaurs running around everywhere, high production values, and the controls were just so much more smooth on the PS4 controller as from what I remember, especially on the 3DS and the PSP. And they definitely, I mean, they added some some moves, too, and some targeting, for sure. There wasn't really much of a targeting system, from what I remember, on 3DS. You know, maybe we just didn't figure it out, because we didn't have that sweet uh, handle grip to put on your 3DS. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. So I was teching grip in my 3DS, if anybody <laughs> knows what to. that means. <laughs> I don't think anyone else even says tech and grip and makes it a thing. Yeah, I don't really know how to even describe it, so I can just... Like it's kind of, well, it's like you're uh, basically, instead of playing with an arcade joystick, you're playing like it's an arcade joystick, but it's really a PlayStation control. Yeah, I guess that's a good way to put it. That's good old Tekken grip. Yeah. So that Ashton didn't work. Tekken grip. <laughs> <laughs> that, did, that didn't work on Monster Hunter, unfortunately. But I'm glad, you know, I, I got into, into World more than I did the other ones. Um, or at least I finally got into them, because I... There's definitely a lot to appreciate, and there's a whole lot of depth there. I can see why people are a huge fan of it. Um, but I don't know if I could go back to the old games, because they do feel kind of archaic. And for new players, they certainly don't explain the game to you. Yeah, I think one of the reasons that 
at least I think one of the reasons I couldn't get into them a ton before was I play other um, RPGs or um, loot-based RPGs, whatever you want to call them. It's basically what I call Monster Hunter, but you don't actually level up in Monster Hunter. It's just completely based on your gear. It was a little bit harder to see progression, it felt like. I don't know if World is any different about that or not. I know you don't actually level up, but... What's the the big thing that hooked you? You said it's just pretty much the graphics and well, I think the I think the graphics helped and made the whole experience a little bit more, feel a little bit more grand. Uh, I think the biggest issue or the the not the biggest issue, the biggest thing that drew me in, I think it was just the way that the controls felt. It just felt right. It felt smoother. It felt like I was more in control of my character because I'm sure you remember just kind of how. If you if you input a button, well, you better be ready to wait a couple seconds. Depending, obviously, depending upon what weapon you're using. Of course, yeah. I always use the great sword like an idiot because I'm a newbie <laughs> and I'm supposed to be awesome with this weapon. Yeah, I know you like, like the, the dual doubles. swords. Yeah, exactly. That helped. My dude was so much quicker then. Yeah. So <clears throat> I, I really don't know uh, other than the controls and you know the graphics, but the game also did have a decent tutorial at the beginning too. But and obviously, it was super easy to find multiplayer there because if we weren't playing together, it was. I mean, the other Monster Hunters were just local only, except the one for PS2 was online, but no one actually had their PS2s online. So that's true. I, I also played a lot with a buddy too. So I mean, that, yeah, that did help. Yeah, that sure. always helps. Even yeah. if you don't have a buddy too on PS4, I mean, it's easy to find people at least. It's oh yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of games going on, especially like the first couple of months that game was out. Everybody was playing it. It was not hard to find a game. Yeah, I'd say it's still got a pretty big community there. I'd imagine. Yeah, I haven't played it in months. <laughs> I, know, I know. I, I got a little. I played like three hundred and out three hundred hours in like two months. I was done. Yeah, that's a that's a lot. Yeah, I got the crossover going with Final Fantasy fourteen now, which is a game I put several hours into. Yeah, same here. I got to the point where I could fish, and I was like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> but I think that game, I think I appreciate that game a lot more than the ones on this list. And just for, uh, just so everybody knows, uh, the games we're talking to right now are pretty much just like, you know, special mentions. They're, they're not the main ones we're here to talk about, but some to just kind of break the ice and understand maybe why. Uh, we can't get into some of these games. And the last one I wanted to mention, and the, the Internet's going to hate this one for sure, <laughs> uh, one that I think we both I think we both share this opinion, and that is just 3D Zelda games in general. They, yeah, I mean... They've been tough. 2D is... I love the 2D Zelda games. And I would even argue... All of them. Yeah, and, well, I don't know. I've actually never played Zelda 2. I don't know. I'm sure you probably have. But. Oh, I have, but that, I can see that as an exception. But my favorites are, ironically, a lot of the Game Boy games. I love uh, Oracle of Seasons and Ages and uh, Link's Awakening. I think those three are just fantastic. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the original, I know you played through that one. You liked it, but it's a little bit more archaic, I guess. I think it's a little bit less fun to play. And my favorite in the series, like a lot of people, if, you, if you're not a huge fan of Ocarina at Time, most people's favorite is Link to the Past. Yeah, which is uh, certainly a good game, but not my favorite, but it's way better than the Nintendo ones. But yeah, especially the Game Boy ones. Really, you can't really go wrong with any of the, the 2D Zeldas, in my opinion. But 3D, man, it's just... Uh, some of those dungeons in the 3D Zeldas... Maybe I'm stupid or something, but those get confusing. 
You know, I don't even think that's – well, that wasn't the problem that I had with it. Um, I played Ocarina of Time – Ocarina uh, – Ocarina? Ocarina. <laughs> I played Ocarina of Time when it first came out on the 64. I think I got it a couple months after release. And I remember enjoying it back then for what it was. And I hadn't played – I didn't have a lot of Nintendo 64 games at this point. I'd played, like, Donkey Kong 64, Castlevania 64 – and then I was moving on to Ocarina of Time. So take that for what you will, even though I like all those games. Um, one of the biggest issues I had with it was I didn't feel like, you know, just the addition of the third dimension, I didn't feel like that added a whole lot to the overall gameplay. I, I felt like it made puzzles less interesting for whatever reason. I felt like, I feel like a lot of the puzzles are more just like, shoot a switch with your bow and arrow and hope that something happens in the room. And you can say that that's exactly kind of how the puzzles worked in the 2D ones, but I think I, I felt like it was less of a chore because you didn't have to aim in that third dimension. It was quicker well, or a beat. You could see everything, too, in the 2D ones, where the, the 3D ones sometimes, like I was talking about in my uh, lack of coordination with 3D dungeons, maybe, I would just look around. I know I was playing uh, Skyward Sword, the one on the Wii that would be so good if the controls weren't garbage or so much better, at least, if you didn't have to use motion controls. And I remember one of the puzzles, you actually had to hold the Wii remote up there, and this these guy, his eyes looked at you, and you had to, like, um, roll the Wii remote in a circle to make his eyes spin, and that unlocked the door. And I was probably stuck on that, feeling so stupid for, like, an hour, not knowing what to do. And then finally got it. But it, I, I was going to say that seems like such an obtuse solution. I thought so. Yeah. But I, maybe you missed something. Maybe somebody hinted at that like before you went to the dungeon. Probably. I pray you mean Navi wasn't <laughs> over there just being like, spin the Wiimote. Spin the Wiimote. Listen. <laughs> well, you clearly weren't. <laughs> no, I wasn't. But I do, I do kind of agree with you on that. And I also felt like... Just like overall, you know, like exploration in the 3D worlds. I felt like they tried to make them too big, especially in games like Ocarina of Time. Like the overworld, uh, uh, Hyrule Field, too big, not enough going on. Yeah, but there's I, a I, lot of um, just um, rolling hills, and that's about it. And then just rolling through grass. <laughs> yeah. So I enjoyed Ocarina of Time, but I don't think that I'd probably ever go back and play it. Did never got into Majora's Mask because I didn't like the the three day time cycle situation. That was way too much for me to keep track of, and I hate redoing stuff in games if I can avoid it. Yeah, it's uh, Devil May Cry Four. Just another example we mentioned before. Just having the, I don't like just like you said retreading through and having there be really subtle differences. Unless it's a Metroidvania game, then I love doing it, but that's just an exception. <laughs> then you're all about it. Yeah, then it's okay. But I mean, e better. even Skyward Sword and Twilight Princess, I, I was pretty lukewarm on them. Uh, I ironically put the most time into Wind Waker. Wind Waker was, I don't know, I think I mostly just played that one because I liked how it looked. Yeah, it did. It looked awesome and actually has a surprisingly decent and somewhat dark story. 
Yeah, I never got that far. You never hear anybody talk about that. They're always just like, oh, yeah, Majora's Mask, that's the mature one. No, Wind Waker is uh, definitely the most mature story-wise, which is really ironic. Interesting. That's the, uh, that's the only uh, 3D Zelda one I'm actually beaten. Which well, tell is... me that story so I can take 3D Zelda games off of my list of games I've never overrated. <laughs> I don't well, think so. So basically, um, what happened was after uh, after Ocarina of Time. I was joking, but I guess we're going to hear it. <laughs> oh, we're going in there. I was going in. No, I could save that for a deep dive for another day. <laughs> there it is. I know the listeners were looking forward to that story time with they Buck. Were. Yeah, you don't get that. Exactly. You don't get that every episode. We were about to until Chuck cut me off. <laughs> yeah. What a dick. What a dick. <laughs> so uh, one of the main games that I wanted to bring up, it's been a, a phenomenon for the last few years, and I, I feel like it's been dying off recently, or it's definitely slowed down. Buck, let me know. I don't know if you know any more about the scene, but that is Minecraft. I don't know anything about the Minecraft scene, to be honest with you. There you go. Okay. Well, I feel like the, all the random YouTube videos and things like that have, have definitely slowed down. I don't see it suggested to me in my feed as often these days. I, but. Can, I can definitely appreciate the creativity people have with Minecraft. I mean, I was never a kid growing up with Legos, so I never really wanted those. I was one of the more of the instant gratification, like give me an action figure or something, I'll play with it instead of putting the Legos together. But, I'm, I mean, I've been legitimately in all of some of the stuff that people have created in Minecraft, but I just can't personally get into it. Oh, yeah, I, the, say, oh, go ahead. Even if, I was going to say, even if I was at the age, if I was like, you know, 10, 11, 12 years old, that when you have a ton of time and I feel like it's their target market a little bit, I still don't think I would have the personality to be able to actually create something awesome. No, I don't think I, I was either. Like, I grew up with a lot of Legos, but I was more the kid who got the kit put together, you know, whatever it was, be it the car or the castle or whatever, and I just kind of appreciated it, took it apart, and I, I, I never got really too creative with it uh, on, on its own, so I think that's part of the reason why I don't, I can't quite grasp the, the intrigue of Minecraft, but you're absolutely right, the what feels like the ability to use unlimited um, imagination to create, you know, these these giant buildings, basically these whole worlds that people have put a ton of time into. And I think that's one of the big things, too. I don't have that kind of time investment to put towards something like that. That while I put a lot of time into games, I don't want to put something or that much time into just creating something that is kind of just for people to look at. I'm not really an artist or anything like that, so that never really gave me much motivation. But on top of that, I don't find the the general uh, gameplay very interesting. Like it just feels very slow, and I don't like the the concept of. I guess this may only be in the main game where you actually have to like collect materials. That way you can build. I'm sure there's probably a, a free builder mode, if I'm not mistaken. I'd say there probably is. Yeah. So. It, it's one of those games that was was just absolutely huge, I want to say, three or four years ago, maybe even longer than that. And it took it definitely took YouTube by storm. Lots of content creators making pretty humorous videos. I didn't mind that so much, but I just 
I would think even though, know, like you said, even if you had the time and stuff, would you actually be able to get into that? Because, I mean, like you said, you weren't we weren't the most creative kids out there. No, I, I still don't think so. Like, it doesn't have the, the kind of factors that get me really addicted to a game, like RPG mechanics and things like that. I would definitely need that to draw me in more. Because I don't think, like, I actually don't even really like the, do they call that art style, like, voxel or something? Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. I mean, I like Pixel, was it Pixel Heroes, or what was that Zelda-inspired one? Oh, 3D.GameHeroes? Yeah, I like that game. That game was beautiful, but this game and some of the other ones in the same vein, I just, I don't love the aesthetic and the controls and the, you know, the, I don't think you have to play it in first-person mode, but I don't know. I don't really like the controls and things like that. But I can definitely appreciate why some people would definitely be into it. That one, at least more I understand why people. I mean, some of them we're going to get to later. I don't even understand what the draw is. But at least Minecraft I can appreciate and I understand, you know, what the what the draw of the whole thing is. Yeah, it's it's more just like a creation to a less of a game. To be honest with you. Oh, for sure. It, it's yeah. just digital Legos. And that I can get on board with, but as far as a game, um, I just can't do it. Can't no, do it. just, like, you would have to take so much time to think about creating your city and then actually do it. I mean, I can't. You'd have to take, like, days thinking about what you want to do before you ever do anything. It took me days to figure out what games to put on this list. <laughs> That's true. So. There you go. We'll talk about how uncreative I am. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Minecraft, to, to sum it up, though, I mean, we get it, but just never going to be, at least never going to be my cup of tea, I don't think. I agree. I got another one to bring up here. And just so people don't think that I'm just bashing on new games, because they think I'm just some angry old school gamer. I'm not angry a promise man. You. Yeah, so I was trying to think of a game, like, I was thinking back to the arcades, and I was thinking of games that I just despise throwing quarters in. Like, if it was the only machine open, I was just like, I'd rather just sit out on the curb. <laughs> I was like, I can't, I can't do this. So I was, I was thinking about it recently, and I was like, I, you know, I really like, I like Pac-Man, I like Space Invaders, Galaga, stuff like that. And I was thinking about it, I'm like, you know, the one game that I could never quite get into was Asteroids. It felt more archaic, almost, than well, those other old school games. Well, Galaga's freaking good. Well, Galaga's also I, I, it, it, a couple years newer, probably. So I'd put Space Invaders more on the technical level of it. Well, Asteroids has, like, tank controls, doesn't it? Uh, I mean, it kind of does. So you, you, you spin your... So you spin your ship with two buttons, you know, kind of like you do with Forgotten Worlds. And then you have a fire button, a thrust button, and a hyperspace button, which are pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, because every game has a hyperspace button. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> pretty self-explanatory. That's, that's, one of my right favorite, that one. that's one of my favorite parts about 3D Zelda is the hyperspace button. Um, so... So basically, my big one of my big issues, besides the fact that the graphics are are pretty boring, they're just basically vec vector, you know, graphics and or graph vector asteroids and like little spaceships that fly around. I don't love the the thruster controls, how like it starts the momentum going and then it's just kind of awkward to move your move your ship around. Uh, and that may just be me just being a total noob at the game, 
but that the control scheme of the game always kind of threw me off, and I never found it very interesting to just fly around the same screen and just try and shoot, you know, just knock out all the enemies. I didn't find that as interesting as a game like Space Invaders or Galaga, where uh, enemies come at you in, in different patterns. They're more colorful, things like that, even though I know the, the limitations at the time. Yeah, I mean, just the controls are the biggest thing for me on it. I mean, I don't necessarily despise it uh, like you apparently do. But uh, we gonna sit on the curb. I would, <laughs> yeah, I might not be sitting on the curb out there with you. But I mean, I I just almost call it tank controls, and then and then like you said, the uh, the momentum that you get from just giving it a boost. But I mean, I think the hyperspace button just springs over the top, so I can't hate it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well we have to we have to take that one off the list. Even though I didn't really have a I didn't really have a ton to talk about that one. I just wanted to I was just thinking about older games and which ones I was like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but compared to like Galaga, even Space Invaders, I mean, those are worlds better. Oh, yeah, opinion. like even like and I and I know that it was one of just like the earliest games of those types. So I mean, they were still trying to figure it out. But uh, you know, they have you have your your games like Pac-Man and Donkey Kong and, and beloved arcade games, and I feel like Asteroids is always, you know, like on one of those lists, and I just feel like it's at the bottom of the barrel as far as fun goes. But I mean, that's just me. Yeah, it's definitely not one for like a convention or something with a bunch of arcade cabinets. Not going toward Asteroids at all. Agreed. Agreed. So, did you bring me to the table? Oh yeah, I got one that'll be uh, pretty controversial. With uh, everyone's favorite game these days, it just got a bundle announced for it for I think about every system known to man, and now uh, crossplay, so everyone can play together and be miserable on uh, each console, everything you want, even your phone. That sounds awesome! I can't wait I to hear what it so. is. It's good old Fortnite. Oh boy! And maybe I haven't given it a fair shake. It, I mean, that could be the case. I haven't played it since probably, I want to say like last. September or so, when it was, I think, still in the beta form there, and it was just straight-up janky. Did the controls just feel bad, or was just a lot of glitches, or what? It was super glitchy. The controls were not good. They weren't on point. I mean, I'm used to playing uh, shooters, play a lot of Overwatch, a lot of Halo, and the controls are completely top-notch and on point there. And I think, to me, too, I'm not a big fan of the... If I'm having a shooter, I'd rather it be first person than third person. But it just just felt, I mean, it felt off. And you have to, it takes, you know, five, ten minutes to get in a game. Then you jump out of your little purple bus and get thrown down there and hope you don't get shot in two seconds by Jim Bob. And then you do everything. You do it all over again. I don't know, just the Battle Royale genre. Not my cup of tea. I can see where it would be, where people would like it if you have, you know, a crew of people to go in with. But going in just by yourself there, and then um, I will give it another shot, so maybe if you guys can tweet us and let us know if it's gotten a lot better since about last June or July when everything just was super janky, looked like garbage, and kind of played like crap too, when everyone was saying PUBG was the greatest game ever at that time, and now it seems like it switched to Fortnite. Or maybe Call of Duty now. Yeah, I'd also like to know how people feel about playing the game on a controller, because I have a feeling that's how you were playing it. And I know that it, you know, it's it's on all consoles under the sun, and it's probably optimized for controllers. But 
a lot of people who probably play it seriously are definitely playing it on PC. So I don't know how well optimized it is, especially with all the the building aspects alongside the you know the shooting. I don't I don't know how that works. Um, I haven't actually played any of the battle royale games myself. It, I know it's not my cup of tea. Most shooting games aren't. Um, right, because I call them shooting games, and I don't think anybody <laughs> else really calls them that. Um, but I I do see uh, I, I I can definitely see the the draw of it, especially as a as a spectator game. I can see why it's huge on Twitch. There's a lot of excitement there, especially when you get down to the top twenty, top ten people left, because I think you start with a hundred, right? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I can see how that would be good, especially. You know, that would be good for the crowd and definitely the commentator, too, because he's got something constant to, you know, kind of speak on. Um, I but mean, yeah, I'm, I'm even right a lot of it, it, like, I played it for a while and got in there and was able to, you know, actually come out on top once there, which is probably a minor miracle. But, I mean, most of it, a lot of it was just hiding, and you're kind of just standing there. I mean, you can go out there and, you know, own everybody, but it seemed like a smart thing to do is just try and hide in a closet or something or wait for somebody until the area shrunk down and then you'd have to jump back in there and try to, you know, finally get into a, a fight or two. Yeah, so it couldn't be further away from the concept of Halo and Overwatch, two games I know that you love. Yeah, where you're constantly, you know, doing something, always in the action, trying to team up with people in Overwatch that are usually have no business having a controller in their hand, but still, it can definitely be a good time. Yeah, I mean, I like I said, I, I have friends who do like it. I've seen a few live streams, a few short clips on YouTube. I definitely would not have made the call and said, yeah, this game is going to get as big as it is. Because it's easily the most popular game Right any now, console. Yeah. Pretty much all the consoles right now. Yeah. yeah. It, it's ridiculous. Yeah, like they have a console coming out for a game that's free, which is so weird. It is weird. I bet they're charging more for the console. <laughs> I bet you I bet you get I bet you get uh, a sweet skin game currency. Yeah, yeah that's probably yeah. do. I'm sure you do. You can get some loot boxes out of it, no big deal. But yeah, I agree. Well, you know what that kind of segues into my next one nicely. And I know you have different opinions on this one than I do. I've never quite figured out MOBAs in general. And for anybody who doesn't know what a MOBA is, it's a massively online battle arena. I'm pretty sure I yeah, got that right. Yeah, multiplayer online battle arena, massively. Not what massively online. Well, it might be massive. massively. It's huge. Yeah. There, there's several big ones right now. League of Legends, Dota 2, Heroes of the Storm, I think Paladins, Smite. Paladins is Overwatch clone. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. I was gonna put Overwatch on here for a while, but I have I have played Overwatch and I can definitely appreciate that game a lot more. I, I appreciate Deathmatch a lot more, kinda like you do, Buck. And the, one of my biggest issues with MOBAs in general is just how slow they are and how long the games take to play. That's my only issue with them. I actually I love League of Legends, I'm a huge fan of it and playing it for several years. But, yeah, I mean, it's a time commitment for sure. I mean, even an unranked game takes, you know, 45 minutes an hour, and you get into a ranked game, and it can take at least that long. But, I mean, I like the whole progression system. It's basically it's like a mixture of a strategy game and kind of like an RPG or an MMO kind of combined into one because, I mean, you see progress from your characters. you got to try and 
team up with your teammates and I mean I think it's a have you ever really gotten into any of them? No, I haven't. I think the one I've spent the most time with was Heroes of the Storm. Uh because it was I think it's a a little easier to get into. And, and I'm also I know you're Yeah. <laughs> so I'm more familiar with the characters. I've got a slew of them that I wanted to play. I don't think it actually plays that differently. I think it actually I've only I haven't played Dota, which I know is like the seems like the, the tip top for the people that it's the most of, hardcore by far. Yes, I haven't played that one, but I think actually League plays more smoothly than Heroes of the Storm, and it might just be my really crappy PC that made it like that. Um, it could be. I yeah, like I said, I don't really have much of an opinion on it. I know that I've probably put at least five to six hours into probably both of those games, and I know that's just a drop in the bucket. I realized that before anybody just like. Piles on me like you haven't put enough time into it. Well, I can't justify putting, you know, more than six hours into a game that I don't like. Like I, I literally am bored the majority of the time I'm playing it. So I've played enough of it to kind of get an idea of what the the character growth that you you spoke about, Buck. But so this is what I've gotten out of it. There's temporary character growth and builds that you can make during each match, but from what I could tell, there wasn't any permanent character growth outside of the matches. No, there's definitely, I mean, your account levels up and things like that, but it doesn't really mean anything. You just earn, you know, loot boxes, whatever you want to call it. Except for, like, in League, you have to get to level 30 to be able to play in competitive matches, which probably takes, it probably takes a good, probably close to, like, 70, 80 hours before it even lets you play competitive. But yeah, That's I mean, alright. I wasn't that interested to begin with. <laughs> as far as uh, each game goes, everything's self-contained. So, just I played the most leagues, so speak from experience. You can go up to uh, level 18 each game. And, of course, there's a little bit of a power creep there. And when you level up each game, and if you actually um, level up by killing your opponent or killing just the minions, whatever you want to call them, that are coming toward you. And then if you get a couple kills in your opponent or can uh, farm a lot more minion waves there and get a decent little boost and get a level or two up on people, it's really cool to be able to see, you know, how ripped you can get if you get enough gold to buy certain items and there's always a meta and everything else. But you can possibly, like, you know, one versus, you know, four or five basically take out the entire team, which is pretty sweet. No, I can I can see why that would be exciting when it happens, but I doubt that's happening all the time. But I mean, if you're if you're a good player and you got a good team, maybe that is what it's like. When I when I play it, it always uh, and specifically I mean meaning League of Legends and Heroes of the Storm. I always feel like I'm playing a slow paced action RPG where whatever progress I make during this match. I'm going to lose it. It's kind of like playing like a, a roguelike, if you will, for me. And that's kind of frustrating because I like that constant character progression. Like the time that I'm putting into the game, outside of just learning the game, which is obviously much more important in this genre, I'm not getting that that extra payoff going into the next match. Yeah, I can see that. But I like it a little almost coming from the other side of... I like you can kind of get the little bit of a... Like, the grind you get a little bit from MMOs, you can kind of condense that in uh, 45 minutes or an hour. 
and kind of just see the quick level ups of character growth and you know it is self-contained into one match but it's cool just to be able to to get all that done really quick where if you play um, WoW or Final Fantasy 14 or something I mean I'm hundreds of hours into 14 I'm still not max level well if you're 100 hours in and you're not max level I think you're doing something wrong but I, I understand that one is frustrating <laughs> for, for a whole different reasons one thing I will say uh, for definitely League of Legends and Hero of the Storm, I haven't really checked out Dota too much. I really like the character designs. I really like the amount of characters there are, even though that adds an extra layer of, I need to learn this game even more. There's a lot of depth there, and you can most people can find a character that kind of suits them, or several characters for that matter. You should definitely try to find more, that way you don't get burnt out on it, I would imagine. And you don't get stuck playing the... I mean, you don't get stuck playing the same role every time, too. I mean, when I play League now, if I'm going in competitively for sure, I almost always play support because no one wants to play the support slash healing role, whatever you want to call it. Everyone wants to be like the, the attack the damage area. Yeah. yeah, basically. Or an assassin or something, so... But yeah, I mean, you should have... You should be able to basically fill any role. Same with something like Overwatch. You shouldn't just have... You shouldn't one-trick any character should be able to fill multiple roles so you don't get burnt out and so you don't just make your team suck automatically. Yeah, I get you. I get you. I think there's definitely a lot to those games. and But like a lot of the games that we've already talked about, they're huge. I mean, outside of, of Fortnite, it, it doesn't get much bigger than you know League of Legends in, a, in the competitive scene. So there's definitely something there something that definitely draws a crowd as well. Yeah, I mean, I've gotten caught up in that. I've actually watched the League of Legends, like, eSports teams and the the NALCS series and stuff and the World Championships. So I don't watch a whole lot besides that and probably fighting game streams. But, yeah, I mean, it's definitely entertaining. I can see where Fortnite would be too. And I know they're getting teams of that now too with all the, uh, like, Cloud9, Echo Fox, and everyone else that, you know, has all these gaming teams. Yeah, I mean, as weird as it is, as much as you would think these games would be more, uh, you know, more for me overall, I'm actually more interested in Fortnite than I am most MOBAs, which I know is very strange. It doesn't it does not strange. make any logical sense. But Especially because you're not usually someone that cares much about shooters in general. Correct, but when I'm going for that, you know, that kind of, temporary competitive gameplay that you're going to play for a half hour to an hour, I prefer it be some, you know, uh, more action-packed, high, I don't want to say high skill, because I don't think that's fair to MOBAs. I don't understand them enough. But yeah, there's definitely the skill ceiling, I would argue, is higher in MOBAs than it is in, in Fortnite. But well, sure I, I, well, I would say it's, a, it's also a different skill set. Yeah, for sure. So once like, a lot more once like saying brains are always going to beat like dexterity and and you know brawn. Well, there's just a whole lot more micromanaging with the the items and weapons and builds and things like that. Whereas Fortnite, there's I feel like it's more streamlined of get the shotguns and go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it might be. I don't think either one of us knows enough about that game to. That's true to be able to uh, make much of a call there. Yeah, so I think we're just blowing a lot of steam here. We don't know what we're talking about. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. 
So, is it, is it time to talk about Bethesda yet? I think so. Mm-hmm. I, feel, I feel like it's a good time. Oh, absolutely. Especially they can do no wrong, as far yeah. as I've been told. And uh, two huge RPG guys, too. Yeah. Yeah. But no, Bethesda. What can I say about Bethesda? I think their Glitch. games suck. Glitch! <laughs> Um, yeah, basically, it's a, the games are like a walking glitch. It's true. That that can be entertaining for that uh, that reason alone, occasionally. But I know both of us have have tried on more than one occasion to get into, especially the Elder Scrolls series. Yeah, whether it was Morrowind, Skyrim, Oblivion. Yeah. I mean, that, they were well. There's a lot of them. For sure. Great walking simulators. I mean, that's what I did most of the time, I think. Right. Well, you level up when you do that, too. Uh, I I didn't get into the series until, like, three years after Skyrim came out. You know, like, the 14th <laughs> time it was released on a console. I picked it up on PC when it was, like, $6 on Steam. And, and as crazy as it is, too, I've actually thought about getting Skyrim on the Switch, too, coming up. And, like, maybe that's what I need. To get into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's fresh. I guess you could. <laughs> I probably won't be. It's going to be cheap. Now there's too much other stuff coming out that I actually do want to play. Well, here's the thing with the series. It, it It's such a, a vast, you know, fantasy RPG, open, open world. I'm told there's lots of deep lore that a lot of people are interested in, and it's the... It's the mystery and the, the exploration and the unlimited, well, what seems like unlimited, customization of your characters, different abilities, gathering equipment, all the good stuff that you would have in your typical open-world RPG. I can't figure out how to have fun with it. it seems to be my ba- main issue with all of these games. I can't figure out how to have fun with them. Almost it's like, it's almost like, where do I start? That's got to be the draw for some people, though, right? Oh, for sure, yeah. Being able to just do whatever you want. I mean, that's... I could see where that's really cool. And, I mean, a lot of times for me, I just like a, a more streamlined experience. I'm one of the few people that didn't hate Final Fantasy thirteen because it's basically on rails the entire time, and I was cool with that. It got old, but it was it was enjoyable for a good stint of it. Well, I mean, I think if the characters wouldn't have sucked, if it was more like 10 where they may actually made the characters likable, it would, would have been a good game. But the Well, the characters, characters were terrible, and sucked. for me, they just a combat. You get into, like, two fights every minute, it seems like, in that game. So that's, that's, true neither, that's neither here nor there. Yeah, and I think every year I try and get, I mean, I do want to get, uh, I guess, the Skyrim, like, Definitive Edition or whatever it would be for Xbox One or PS4 or even Switch. Because I'd have it back on PS3, and it was pretty glitchy, and I just couldn't get into it. But I feel like I'm going to be making the same mistake if I do. Just buy another one, and then I'm going to play it for a couple hours, walk around aimlessly in the mountains or something, and just end up putting it down. And that's probably very likely. Have I, have I told you about the last time I played it? No, but I remember like just seeing on there, because I think I texted you at one point, because I saw like, just... Log into PlayStation, look in several days, I was like, Chuck's playing Skyrim for like the fifth day in a row? What's wrong with him? Yeah, I don't know how many hours I have, but I did I did sit down and play it for, I want to say, probably at least 20 hours. Okay, so that's like a legitimate 
That's you know, a legitimate attempt if I've ever heard one. Right? Yeah. There, there's only a couple of other games that I've put more time into. <laughs> but we'll get to those. Um, so what I found was, and I think it's part of the beauty of the games, is you can kind of enjoy them in any way you see fit. The biggest turnoff starting the game was always too many options. Didn't know where to go. You may have one quest that kind of tells you where to go, but I go into a town and there's like 40 quests available. That's too many. It's too overwhelming. I have a completionist attitude a lot of the time when I'm playing RPGs. I know you don't have that problem, so I don't think that's what's holding you back. So what I decided to do the last time I played it was all I'm going to do follow the main story, and then everything else I'm going to do is just walk in a direction and see what I find. How'd that work out? Well, I played it for way longer than I ever had before. And and what I found was it was was not moment-to-moment enjoyable because, like you said, a walking simulator. There's a lot of downtime. Mm-hmm. The game's fairly attractive. I mean, the, the environments are, are interesting enough, but there's not a lot of, you know, combat or interesting interactions with the environment NPCs or monsters along the way. But what I found was just walking in a certain direction and then just, like, seeing a cave symbol on my map, and then I'd go into the cave, explore the cave, and that's kind of where the action is, be it. Sometimes some interesting, sometimes very frustrating puzzles, more frequent combat, and then always, you know, a reasonable amount of loot to be had, and then you leave, go back to town, do whatever. But I found that that was one way that I could enjoy the game a little more. I got something more out of it. I don't know if it was just a mystery or just a sense of exploration. Um, I want to cut you off just a little bit there because one of my biggest pet peeves with it, period, is the combat. And maybe I'm doing it wrong. Maybe I nope. build my character wrong. Nope. Like, what's – I haven't – I like, if it's going to be a first-person, you know, a first-person game. It doesn't uh, have to be, but well, you're not wrong. Yeah, right. I mean, if I'm going to be – for the most part, I mean, it's supposed to be played like that. I know you can play it in third person, then it looks super janky, but – That's what I did. It's actually not that bad in Skyrim. Oh, Okay. But, I mean, why can't it control, like, um, say, like a mage, for instance, in Overwatch? Why can't I control my character like that in Skyrim? Well, I can't answer that because I don't have enough information. (laughs) I feel like it's just off. I mean, it just doesn't feel good. No, you're right. It doesn't feel good. It feels clunky and slower paced than combat would be in even real life. Like, it's not (laughs) even realistic. I could go swing a sword around way faster in real life. Yeah. If they were going for some type of realism, which it's a fantasy world, they don't need to go for realism. But I don't know why, like, your character is always wearing, like, weighted clothes from Dragon Ball Z, but they never learn how to be faster. They always (laughs) just suck. Melee combat is the worst. Um, I think the magic in it works okay, the way you can combine spells and, like, your different hands. And I did think it was cool that you could level up, like, your hands separately. Uh, you don't level up your hand slip separately. You you level up like your schools of magic separately, depending upon how often you use them. Well, I just need to shut up then. <laughs> you know, we said that last episode too. So, <laughs> um, 
No, I can see why you'd be confused about that. I mean, there's a lot of things that you can level up. You get different classes of magic, obviously different classes of armor, uh, speechcraft, stuff like that. I thought, like, if I opened up a beer with my right hand, then my right hand would get stronger. It doesn't work like that? It wouldn't move any faster, but it would get stronger. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. But I I played it for 20 hours. I, I made, like, a summoner character where I just summoned a couple dudes, and they followed me around and pretty much just killed everything for me. Well, it's so pretty good, because you probably sucked at the combat, because your, your guy is just terrible, but yeah. Well, it, well it's also not it. fun, so it kind of removes that aspect <laughs> of it for me. So I'm just, like, letting my uh, my summons just walk through rooms and decimates. I may cast a spell or two, because I am a mage, but I, I get more of an opportunity to explore and loot and just kind of Take in the things about the game that I can't appreciate, which is kind of the world and just seeing what I can find. But it is still a walking simulator, and the combat is not very fun. And the biggest problem is Skyrim's combat is as good as it gets. You go back in the series, that's that's rough. It gets, yeah, I mean, I played a decent amount of time into Oblivion. Probably, oh, heck, probably we're a decent amount of time. It's probably like 10 hours, but... It just, I don't know, I just didn't have fun. That's the biggest issue to me was maybe I'm going at the wrong mindset, but it's just not fun. I agree with you. I think that they lauded for how incredibly, you know, like expansive and how many options they give people. I think all of those things put into a single game is, is very, very impressive. And I think Bethesda probably does that better than, you know, any company in gaming. But I think for people that come from, from our point of view and the kind of RPGs that we like, it it's definitely against what we've grown to enjoy. Well, the RPGs that we play typically is like, it's like you're thrown into the world, but you're like, you're watching a story. It's not like where you make your own story, which is more of like what Bethesda does. We're used to watching, you know, Cloud Story play out or Squalls or, you know, whoever it may be and watching a story that's already set in motion, not just like you're Chuck in Skyrim and you're just walking around leveling up your hands. Hey, and there you go. It's cool that you can, I mean, that you can have that option and be able to kind of create your own story out there. But it also takes, I think, some of the best elements of what makes a really good story and gets taken out of it with a lot of the good characters and plot points and everything else. So there's there's good and bad to it. It's the whole, like, create your own hero and do what you want. But then all the cool stuff that happens in, like, just say a JRPG, for instance, or any um, RPG where it's kind of in a, a set universe there where you're on a path, you don't get all those events. Yeah, the the events that happen in the Elder Scrolls games definitely tend to be less grandiose. Yeah, if you less, will. I mean, the whole thing's just so much less scripted. And I think maybe we're just not creative enough to like these games. <laughs> maybe we went over Minecraft. Skyrim is exactly now. like Minecraft. That's our problem. It's us. It's not the games. Well, clearly, the problem with me is I take like two hours to create my character, and then I'm like, well, I don't know. you don't even see him. <laughs> yeah. Just his hands. Yeah, that that is a problem. I maybe try it in uh, the third person view. It's not as weird. It's not as awkward to watch your character run. They actually have a reasonable walk cycle now. I think I tried in Oblivion. It looked really. It awesome. looks dumb in Oblivion. 
Okay. It looks dumb. Yeah. It is it is much better than that. And I think once you get to the point where you can start doing like dragon shouts and things like that, and maybe you just didn't figure out like a what is a dragon shout? <laughs> so you, you so know, is it like Funk Master Flex? Like, shout out to my dragons out there! <laughs> like, what in the world is a dragon shout? That's exactly what it is. That's oh, exactly what it is. Right now, no, you just you just go slay dragons and you get powers from them. You get you you get these runes and you can actually you can shout them out of the air. But I don't think you say anything cool like that. It's not like a remix or anything. Well, I think I think ultimately Skyrim's just gonna let you down again if this is what you're gonna go into it with. And I apologize for. <laughs> Playing with your emotions on that one. <laughs> yeah, for the dragon shout-outs, for sure. Yeah. But, you know, Bethesda, you know, they did they did the Fallout games, too. And I actually like the Fallout games more than I like the Elder Scrolls series. I don't have a lot of experience with Fallout games. I played three for a while, and I actually got to a point... Actually, it was actually on uh, my buddy Cube's game where he got into a point where he, like lockpicked someone's house or something and broke in and the whole town turned on and they just kept killing him and he had to restart the game and it was it was pretty funny. I don't know how exactly he got there, but it was, uh, I don't know where I was going with that story, but yeah, it was kind of funny <laughs> to watch. <laughs> there My you biggest have problem it. with uh, Bethesda, though, is because it, it feels like a lot of the games that they make, it's kind of just the exact same game in a different setting. Yeah, with uh, more systems added on. And trying to create some type of, of deep uh, story, but they concentrate a little bit too much on their side stories. Like they love developing characters with walls of text or more voice acting that I'm willing to want to listen to. People do enjoy the, the decisions that you have to make and how they affect the relationships with different characters. That's never a system in a game that I've played that I ever felt like that really paid off. I've seen a lot of. Just kind of a transition here. If we're going to talk about that, I would transition that straight into Bioware. I feel like they actually do that pretty well. They do it better. But their games are are going to be the next ones we talk about here, and I just I can't get into Bioware games either. I know Mass Effect is loved by um, everyone but us, generally, except for uh, Andromeda, which everyone hates, except my buddy Dell. He likes that one, too. That's probably my favorite. I don't know. I haven't played any of them, to be honest (laughs) I, yeah, I literally have played none of the Mass Effect games, but have played a couple of the Dragon Age titles. Dragon Age um, played put a lot of time in Origins, and it was um, I felt a little bit overhyped. It wasn't it wasn't terrible by any means, but it didn't really keep my attention. No, I thought it was it was much like a lot of the games we've been talking about. There was too much time in between uh, moments of real engagement with the game. I was just I was just bored whenever uh, we weren't in combat or something like that. Yeah, because Bioware even more than um, well, actually a lot more than for sure Skyrim and Bethesda, they like have the huge walls of text, and then you'll make a you make a lot of decisions, which at the beginning when you start is really cool and seems cool, but then when you're um, making just ridiculous monotonous decisions like ketchup or mustard on my burger, which one do I pick? It just it feels like it gets to be overkill at some points, and then I know there's just been a lot of people mad, just the Mass Effect trilogy, and I'm sure it's not really a spoiler alert anymore, but just in case, spoiler alert, no matter what you do, um, basically everyone dies in the end, and it just feels like all the decisions you make just don't matter. Yeah, I think when that game initially came out, I think there was only a very small handful of endings where in a 
you know, a series that spans three games and a lot of decision making and a lot of relationship building with different crew members, you would think that they would want to provide lots of different endings because yeah, literally every single ending at the beginning before they did the DLC that like patched things and made a happy ending, like every ending, everyone just died. Is that because you chose the mustard instead of the ketchup, or? Oh, most likely. If you choose the ketchup, you're still screwed. You're all still dying. <sighs> How frustrating! How frustrating! <laughs> yeah, what other what other games did they did they put out? Did they do the um, start or the Knights of the Old Republic Knights games Old Republic. too? Those are highly lauded, and uh, a couple of games that I also couldn't get into. But I think that's more just that, me also just not being that big of a Star Wars fan. Internet, that's what I was just at me again. Yes, exactly. I'm just not a big Star Wars guy, and I bought into the hype back on the original Xbox and got Knights of the Old Republic and just um, didn't care for it. And and it might be just because, like, I didn't care about the decisions again because if I was um, Sith or Jedi or, you know, I don't really know a lot about Star Wars in general, so it just di it didn't grab me. And then a lot of the combat just felt kind of, uh, I don't know, it felt almost like, heavily automated and like I was just more watching instead of actually um, doing any kind of inputs but that was yeah I'd have to go back and play that game again I just remember not really uh, getting into it you probably didn't get far enough to get enough skills because I put probably 15 to 20 hours into that game as well the first one mind you and yeah I never really got out of that that mindset and I think the the biggest the biggest issue comes down to <sighs> the stories, while they were probably interesting, the overarching plots, there's just too much garbage in between the interesting parts. We yeah, like our, we like our RPGs a little bit more, especially the stories, streamlined and to the point. And a lot of times, I just feel like when you can, when you're able, when you're given that freedom to make your own decisions, it makes there's just they can't make them as epic as they can if it's everything is just set on rails. And I know some people love the aspect of being able to make your own decisions, but it feels like the game overall then just can't reach um, the same height as it could if everything is just on a set path. And that might not be a popular opinion, but, I mean, that's the way I kind of look at it. I do, too. Um, and, and that has always frustrated me with both of those companies and the games that they put out. But I will say... A solid shout-out to a game that not a lot of people talk about uh, from Bioware, and that is Jade Empire. On yeah, you the did original Xbox, that game that. was sweet. Yeah. Well, that game was more based on the combat, and it was pretty original uh, for its time. It's actually probably still pretty original. It's based on different forms of martial arts and using key powers and things like that. It was basically like the best online Dragon Ball game of its time, even though it wasn't online. It just seemed like a Dragon Ball or uh, MMO. But there was, from what I remember, there was just much less conversing with NPCs and things, and it was more just mastering your, your martial arts. And I wish they'd remaster that, because it seems like that's just been lost in the, the flow of time somewhere. I feel like I'm the first person who's mentioned it in the last ten years. I was just watching a video... I don't no. remember. It might have been like what culture or something. They were talking about like the one game they wish got remastered was Jade Empire. Nice. I was like that that would be kind of that game did look kind of cool. I never played it back in the day, but I know that was one of the few reasons you you know 
used an Xbox. Yeah, well, had you ever taken Halo out of your Xbox, maybe you could have borrowed it. Well, that that didn't happen. Halo 2, to be exact. But yeah, that didn't really happen. That's fair. I, I, I can't think of any more negative things to say about those games. They're all pretty much the same is also another thing. Well, they have different, you know, environments and different... I mean, it's really, there's know. a lot of parallels to Bethesda, between Bethesda and BioWare. They all kind of make the exact same game over and over. And it's a, yeah, I don't blame them. It's a formula that absolutely works. Well, obviously, it's selling millions of games. BioWare is more story-driven, and Bethesda is more how many systems can we apply to one game. Well, the problem with BioWare, though, is it's owned by EA now, and so, I mean, their games just get loot box trashed, and that's a whole other podcast, but, yeah, I did uh, recently, like, um, what's the newest, Dragon Age, is it like Awakening, what's the newest one? I bought it for like eight bucks on the PlayStation Store not too long ago. Awakening was the expansion of Origins, I thought. Um, okay, um... I'm not really sure, to be honest with you. Well, it's the one that came out probably in, like, 2014 or 15 for uh, Xbox One and PS4. And it's supposed to be pretty good. Yeah, I mean... Inquisition? Yeah, that's it. I got, like, all the DLC and everything with it for, like, seven or eight bucks on one of the Flash sales, and I am actually getting ready to, to dive into that, so I might be changing my opinion here, but for right now, that's how I feel about Bioware. We'll be sure to edit that opinion in later. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, you got any other ones you want to throw out there as far I, as uh, games you want to attack? I think I've literally got one more on my list that I know that both of us share the exact same opinion on. But do you All have right. any other ones that you wanted to bring up, maybe that you had on your list or you just thought of? We um, well, one more I had on my list that a lot of people love that, and probably a lot of people hate to after the past several years, except for one small redemption story, would be uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, boy. It is a, a poor man's Mario or uh, Donkey Kong Country. World's better, both of them. Any of those, the 2D ones. And the 2D ones are by far the best Sonics, by the way. They and are. Those, those can't hold a candle to, uh, like, Super Mario World, Mario 3, uh, any of the Donkey Kong Country games, probably several other platformers, freaking Rocket Knight, whatever his name is. Like, I'd take him any day over Sonic. His name's Rocket Knight. <laughs> What's this game called? Like Rocket Knight Adventures or something? Yeah. Okay, I take Rocket Knight Adventures over Sonic. Freaking almost take like Chester Cheeto and his Acro the game. Arrow the Acrobat. He got a couple sequels there. I mean, yeah. Sonic's better than Bubsy. I'll give you that. Yeah, that's true. Well, I I think I really like Sonic 2. I think everybody pretty much likes Sonic 2. I had a you know, soft spot for Sonic 2. It came with the Sega Genesis back in the day, and I put a ton of hours into it. But in the comparison that he's, like, put on a pedestal up there with, like, Mario, it's just, it's no contest. Well, he was really never there. It was just, you know, the, the rivalry between the two systems. They had to, they had to market something. I mean, Sonic he ate chili dogs and had attitude, though. Yeah. Yeah, and then later on he became 3D and he started kissing uh, women. Yeah, weird. regular women. Yeah, yeah, that was weird. Yeah, the the 3D games were a special kind of Sonic bliss. Actually, okay, <laughs> before we say they're terrible, Sonic Adventure for the Dreamcast was, was revolutionary back in the day. I mean, it was yeah. really yeah. When I played that for my dream on my Dreamcast for the first time, it was one of my favorite games I'd ever played at that point. I mean, the it biggest, doesn't. 
pulled up well today, in my opinion. But yeah, it was really, really freaking cool. Like an awesome just tech demo for the Dreamcast. Yes, and my copy came with the demo for Sonic Adventure 2, which was the first level in that game, which was an awesome level. But Sonic 2, uh, I think, inferior game because there's too much extra crap going on. But the biggest thing is just the 3D games, if they had just concentrated on Sonic. I don't know if you feel this way, but the Sonic levels were pretty fun, even though there wasn't a ton of interaction going on, which is true of any Sonic levels. I didn't like fishing. No. <laughs> Actually, fishing was better than those Knuckles levels. Ugh. The only issue I had with um, the Sonic levels was just, um, I hope you don't get, like, carsick or seasick because the frickin' the camera was pretty insane. Yeah, was, they were, they were a spectacle them, so. to, to watch. I always enjoyed that, but I could see where someone would have an issue. Yeah, I mean, but, it seemed like the camera could never actually keep up with Sonic, and then I feel like that almost became more of an issue in later games like Sonic Heroes, and then controlling him was just a chore. Yeah, Sonic Heroes wasn't a, wasn't a bad game in the pantheon of Sonic games. No, it's actually pretty good compared to the other 3D ones, but... Well, and my favorite Sonic game is actually Sonic Generations. That was pretty much the perfect Sonic game, because it gave you the best of the 2D Sonic games, which I never had a huge issue with any of those. I actually, I think Sonic 3 was probably the weakest title out of the four on the Sega Genesis. But it, it had a bunch of great 2D levels, and then, you know, every few levels, they they had brand new 3D Sonic levels, but it was all just Sonic. And that's the way it should be, because that's where the fun is in a Sonic game. Yeah, and did you play Sonic Mania? I know I actually uh, bought Sonic Mania. I played it at your place. Ah, okay. <laughs> gotcha. Yep. yep. And that was classic good stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's... I feel like it is a solid game, but it doesn't deserve the, you know, 10 out of 10 praise that I feel like everyone's giving it. I don't feel like it's that good. No, I think... I thought it was a step back from Sonic Generations. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely glad that they're um, at least moved in the right direction there as far as um, at least one of the fans can make a good Sonic game. Because uh, no Freedom Planet Sega clearly can't. Uh, is it like Headcanon or whatever made it, maybe? Yeah, I think that's the ones that actually made it, like Christian Whitehead or whoever. And oh, the, are the ones who made Freedom Planet? Or do you even know what I'm talking about? What the heck is Freedom Planet? Freedom, Freedom Planet is an, indie, <laughs> is an indie game uh, on Steam, and I think it's coming out on Switch here soon, and it is, a, it is basically a fan-made Sonic clone, and it's amazing. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, Sonic Mania, Sega actually just hired the the fans that made all those, um, you know, mods and fan-made Sonic games. Like, one dude was called the Taxman, the other was, like, Christian Whitehead, and then they ended up, they just gave them their own studio, basically, to produce the game. And that's just a Whitehead? complete fan What a game. terrible last name that is. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm glad they made a reasonable game, and they got a good job out of it, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, because then Sega released the... Sonic Unleashed or whatever. Which one came out last year? I don't, I don't know. Was it was it the Guile version, Sonic Boom? I doubt no, it. No, that one was supposed to be atrocious. It wasn't that one. All I remember is the dude from Hoobastank does the lead vocals <laughs> in the song, which is probably the best thing. That's been yeah, how do I not own this game? <laughs> exactly. Uh, I try to catch up on the Sonic games like every like five years, so I've kind of lost a lot of faith there. Especially at Sega, for the most part. Yeah. 
I mean, besides the Hoobastank call, nothing they've done is, uh, has been any good. No. But knock on wood, I get some fantasy star here eventually. Stop doing this Shinmu garbage and get me some fantasy star. <laughs> All right. What's, your, uh, what's the last one you want to bring up there? The entire internet is going to hate us for this one. Been talking about how we love traditional RPGs all, all episode. Traditional yep. RPGs. We've even brought up Final Fantasy seven VII and eight. You mentioned Cloud and Squall earlier, but neither one of us figure out why everyone loves Final Fantasy nine so much oh and God. considers it. A lot of people think it's the best of the series. Even I've probably put a hundred hours into that game of just. I had a thing where at one time every year I'd just start a new playthrough of Final Fantasy IX because I never... I mean, I even got to disc three one year. I don't even know why I stopped, but I mean, I'm <laughs> sure it stopped being fun. I was bored. Yep. Good enough like, reason. What in the world is the, the draw there? You got your characters. You got Zidane, who is just a dude with, like, a, a denim jacket with the sleeves cut off, and then he's got, like gloves on or something, which, I mean, sounds cool on paper, but he's really not that cool. He's like a reject Saiyan. Really. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Crappy Saiyan. Yeah, I thought the characters actually weren't that great in that game. No, everyone loves uh, Vivi, and he doesn't really do anything, does he? Vivi's cute, I guess. It's an interesting design. It's a throwback to the old Black Mages, which that's one thing I like about the game, trying to throw it back to what made the, uh, you know, the kind of environments and things of the original Final Fantasy games. Because 7 and 8 kind of straight away... They got super emo, yeah. Yeah. And I think 6 started that, but then it just kept going. That's true. I mean, the world ends 6, like, halfway through, so... Spoiler alert. <laughs> but you guys should have played it by now. But yeah, the the characters, not that big of a fan of any of them, really... And I also can't remember what the story was about. Like, I don't remember any major plot besides so, the princess or escaping. They kidnap, they kidnap the princess if she really wants to escape. And her mom is that um, really ugly queen, queen brawn, I think, or brain or something. I get the brawn. I think that that's true. And then she blows up a city. Alexandria. Did I get it right? Yeah, you did. You remember between the two of us, we got this story down. I think if we played it together, we'd have a hell of a time. We could play a two-player. <laughs> we do a let's play of it, apparently. Oh, yeah, that's going to be it. That's going to be a podcast, just us playing it for like <laughs> three months. <laughs> We're going to do a few episodes on every year. The diary of why I hate myself. Here we go. <laughs> it's going to be awful. Um, so I wrote down a couple of things that I liked about the game. I want to get those out of the way. Heck yeah, let's go. Okay, because I know. The fact that I came up with it is, is impressive. I like the fact that they went back to a four-party, a four-member four party system. Yeah, that's true. I, that's always cool. I liked that. Nothing wrong with that. I liked the way equipment and abilities and the way you learned them worked. I thought that was cool. I like the environments. Just I always liked like the... Um... The characters in, like, the preset, like, hand-drawn environments, whatever you want to call them. I always thought those looked cool. Pre-rendered backgrounds. That's it. Yeah, yeah, PlayStation did that very, very well. It holds and, up way better than the uh, the janky character models. Oh, yeah. Final Fantasy VIII, I'm looking at you. I love you. 
Yeah. Scared to mouse look like shit. And and that was really about it for what I, I really liked about the game. Yeah. I mean, the combat was pretty similar to the other games. Yeah, combat it, was okay. It wasn't bad. It was active time battle. Like, it was fine. I, I had no problem with it. The story, I thought, sucked. The story, for whatever reason, we couldn't get into. Obviously, we can we can knit it together and figure it out between the two of us. But. I don't even think I ever got to, like, the main bad guy's Kuja. I know that. And I don't even remember ever, like, seeing him or anything he did. Oh, you know how many Final Fantasy games you've played. You know he's not going to be the final boss. But I think he actually might be. He is the final boss. Yeah, yeah, is 9 the one that actually made that exception? I believe so, yeah. Yeah. Well, there's one reason to love Final Fantasy. Um, I don't think he did do a ton until clearly the end of Disc 3, which you never got to. That's true. I I made it to Disc 3 one time. And let it be known, when Buck says that he's played this game for 100 hours, he's, he's probably played it. For 20 hours, five times. <laughs> yeah, that's, not 100 hours at once. You're right. Because people are going to be confused. Well, how'd you not get through the game? Yeah. So, and I don't know if I have put that much time into it, but I've definitely tried it three or four times. I'd rather be playing any of any other Final Fantasy game. And I've played through seven and eight multiple times. And those are those are probably about the only two Final Fantasy games that I've played through more than once. I mean, I've played through 10. I've actually, I've played through 10 and 10-2 multiple times. Right. So so we can't say that we don't have the ability. We, we get, like, too bored of a, you know, a, of a Final Fantasy game where we can't play through it more than once. But th- this is literally, I want to say, about the only Final Fantasy game that I've never finished, besides maybe three. I haven't finished three. I or didn't two. finish the first two. one either. I always finish two. Yeah, I didn't finish one, two, or three. All the others, I think I've beaten. Yeah, I've beaten 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 10. Well, obviously not 11. Uh, I have not beaten 12 either, which I, it is a good game, though. So clearly it's just 9. Nine's the problem here. <laughs> I always remember one thing that kind of annoyed me. Do you remember how the trance system worked, which was basically the, the limit breaks? I remember my dude would glow a bunch of different colors. Yeah, which wasn't as cool looking. You just turned into, like, pink ape man. A skittle, yeah. Yeah. But I always hated the fact that it just activated by itself. You couldn't choose to do it. There was no control over it. I always found that very frustrating. But I don't think that's enough of a reason to not like the game. I just don't know why it really hasn't, and it's really never clicked. And I actually thought about buying it on PS4 here a little while ago. It was on sale, and I was like, that'd probably just be a mistake. You you need to try again, clearly. Well, it's probably been a couple years, so. It's, yeah, it's probably been do. several, probably like seven or eight years. I, I'd want to say every year from like 2000 to probably 2010, I probably restarted that and tried to play that game. Hmm. Well, maybe next time, like, don't play the card game because it's atrocious. Yeah, the one from eight's actually cool. Yeah, it was awesome. I played it and I got all the cards. This is why eight's the best, still. <laughs> but yeah, Tetra Master in nine, I, I couldn't figure out how it works. I don't even know if the developers know how the game works. So probably not. I'm sure, the internet loves it though. Yeah. So I think ultimately, why people really like nine is they're getting something out of the story. They clearly like the characters more than we do. Uh, the gameplay's fine. Yeah, game Ultimately, the gameplay is fine. Uh, the RPG elements are are good enough. Like I said, I like the I like the ability system. 
Well, I think it like comes it. down to the story and characters we pretty much narrowed it down to is why we can't get into it. Yeah, I, I think it is. I think it's the fact that we keep having to replay those first 20, 30 hours. And yeah, getting that, get that chef blue mage woman and uh, Freya Quina. the dragoon. and Quina, and who's the who's the, the the dude with the red hair, like the dreadlocks? What's the name? rooster? The rooster-looking guy? The rooster. <laughs> well, while you're thinking of who the rooster guy is, we still got Steiner and Dagger, or whatever her who other is name Dagger? is. Dagger's the princess. That was oh, her name Garnet. before she... Garnet, yeah. Just like Kevin. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got, I got nothing else to say, say on Nine, really. No, I think I think we pretty much covered it. I think we figured yeah. out the story and characters are what we don't care for. Yeah, that's a pretty that's a pretty extensive list of, of games that you know we we've tried some more than others that we just we just can't figure out why people love them so much. And I'm sure this if if any episode is going to create a lot of of doubt, hatred. it <laughs> hatred hatred for sure, and then just doubt in our love for video games will definitely be this one because we've definitely thrown a lot of shade at some very beloved franchises, probably mostly me. I, we haven't even called out Konami and Capcom in this episode. They must be doing something right. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Hey, Konami got the Castlevania remaster coming up, so. Yeah, they did. They made, they made me happy this week. So <laughs> I'll give them one week off. And I got Mega Man 11 coming out next week, so I can't throw any shade at Capcom. Hey, well, they've been doing a lot right. So they've been making up a lot more ground than Konami has. That's true. So no other parting words? I don't think so. I think uh, just as usual, guys, give us a, a follow on Twitter there. We are at Buck Chuck Gaming. It's all one word there. And uh, follow us on SoundCloud, and you can download us on the iTunes App Store. And anything else you got, Chuck? Yeah, I'd love for anybody who's enjoying the show, feel free to leave a review and ratings, uh, especially on uh, uh, iOS podcast app. Uh, looking for a few uh, extra stars and ratings, and I definitely want to hear what you guys think. Uh, give us any feedback, what you like about the show, any ideas for future episodes. And as always, I'm Chuck. And I'm Buck. And you've been listening to the Buck and Chuck Gaming Connection. Thank you. See you next time, guys. <laughs>